when you begin to grow your business, one of the normal things that happen is you start to grow your team. And one of the biggest unfair advantages happen right there, which is you get great people. But also one of the biggest stresses happen right there, which is you have people. Today, I want to tell you about how to delegate without micromanaging people. And it starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. I want to read a text message for you from one of the CEOs that I mentor, just an amazing entrepreneur. And the interesting part here is it's got to do with growth and building a team, delegating and managing scale. And here's exactly what the text message says. He says, Sharon, I want to figure out how to have people have their own accountability system to make sure that the things are done correctly, correctly and on time. Half of my stress is from me checking in with other people and stuff isn't done or done correctly. I'll read it again. And this is word for word. It says, um, I want to figure out how to have people have their own accountability system to make sure things are done correctly and on time. Half of my stress is from me checking in with other people and stuff isn't done or isn't done correctly. This is so on point. This is so on point. And this brings me to um, how entrepreneurs are wired because we, a lot of times, especially as we're growing our businesses, have to be player coach, right? We have to do the work sometimes, deliver the work sometimes, and then we have to coach our people and our teams into delivering the right work. This happens often. And the interesting part is I've seen this across the board in so many different businesses, uh, the stuff that I operate, the companies that I invest in, and the, our portfolio company CEOs, and even my own teams, I'm trying to figure out how I can do this better. And I, I've come across three types of entrepreneurs. And today I want to talk to you about how to delegate without micromanaging and do it exactly like one of my clients said, having this own self-diagnosed accountability system. So let's let's break this down very quickly. Um, I've seen three types of entrepreneurs the, the, when it comes to kind of delegating and managing a team. And the first one is the hands-off person. The hands-off person that says, hey, um, I want the team to do everything else. I just want to go sell. I just want to go do what I do best. And I want the team to go do everything else. And that's totally fine. That's just who you are. And the problem with that is that there is no responsibility for delivery, right? And so when things break, it gets very stressful and a scale from infrastructure becomes really hard because they can't be bothered with the details. Again, totally okay. Lots of great entrepreneurs like this. So it's important to know who you are. Number two is the ultra hands-on entrepreneur, the person that, you know, micromanages. And the micromanagement, by the way, is not a bad thing, right? Some industries, some professions require a lot of attention to detail. So when someone says you're a micromanager, like it's not a bad thing. You're just controlling the process and there's an opportunity there. Entrepreneur number two is a hands-on manager, hands-on entrepreneur. They micromanage because they want it done their way. 
They want it done their way. And that's because of their mental makeup of that no one can do it any better. And that's okay. I actually have family members who are like this, who literally, you know, like things done their way, like the bed made their way, like the dishes put away their way. It's, it's, that's how it is. And it's okay. And that's just how they're wired. It's not about, you can't break out of that. That's how, who you are. That's totally cool. We just need to work within that. And the problem with this is, uh, this is where an entrepreneur like this gets stuck because they become the perpetual bottleneck since no one can do it better, since they have to have their hands in everything. And the other problem with this is it, it starts to irritate A players that you may potentially hire and they leave. And then you're back hiring B and C players and then you're back wondering why you have to keep getting involved and keep micromanaging because the A players that you have don't like that you're micromanaging them, right? Totally fine. Just know who you are. Number three, there's a third type of entrepreneur who has been through number one and number two and knows there is a better way. They really know there's a better way, but nobody has shown them how. Nobody's actually shown them, hey, this is an opportunity and a way to do it. And I, and I, and that is the entrepreneur I'm talking to today. I believe that it doesn't matter if you're a hands-off person or a hands-on person. I believe that leadership and entrepreneurship uh, and being a manager, if you will, to get things done is very bio-individual. And you need to figure out your own style. And what I want to do today is I want to give you my personal approach that I've worked on over the years and have come to feel okay with it. Now, I am a blend of both. Uh, there are certain aspects of the job, of the work that I like done a very specific way, and nobody can do it better than me. And there are certain aspects of the job that I want to be completely hands-off with, and there's a lot that falls in between. Now, the sooner I realize that, the better I can do. And this is me being vulnerable and agreeing and, and accepting to you that I'm a blend of both. But I've figured out in my own bio-individual way how I can solve this problem for myself because otherwise it would never scale. It would never scale for the companies that I operate. It would never scale for the portfolio companies that we invest in. It would never scale for the teams that we have or the CEOs that I mentor, right? So I want to give you my personal approach and I hope that you can adapt this for yourself. You can use it as you will or adapt it for yourself because we are very bio-individual. So here is what I do. Um, in, in not so many words, I this is what I tell people. Hey, you're welcome to make your own decisions. Once we agree to a plan, I you're welcome to make your own decisions. To me, I call it timelines and deadlines, right? You just say, you choose what you, when you're going to deliver something and you choose when you're going to, you know, how you're going to deliver it. That's totally cool. But we agree on a plan before. But I say, if things go wrong, if things need to get done, done right, if things need to change, you are welcome to make your own decisions. But here's the interesting part. Just have a rationale for making whatever decision you're making. I say it again. Just have a rationale for making whatever decision you're making. So when I ask you what happened, all I'm looking for is a rationale. All I'm looking for is a rationale. Now, you may be wondering like, well, Sharon, what, give me an example. Let's bring this to life, right? So let's, let's come up with a random example. Let's say uh, you tell your customer service manager, you know, hey, take care of our clients. Customer service comes first, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you see a bunch of refunds. So you go to your customer service manager and you say, hey, uh, looks like you refunded a product and you've done this multiple times. Why? And the customer service manager says, well, Sharon, you told me that uh, you wanted to take care of the clients. So the client asked for a refund. So I gave him the refund. 
<laughs> That's cool, right? Yes. So this customer service manager actually had a rationale for the refund. And the rationale was what? The client asked for it. Now, in any other scenario, you can get totally upset and say, hey, Jimmy, are you crazy? Just because someone asked for it, you don't give it to them. Now, the problem with that is you get mad at Jimmy, not at the rationale. Say it again. You get mad at Jimmy, not at the rationale. But in this situation, what I get to do is to say, huh, Jimmy said his rationale that he gave him the refund was because the client asked for it. Now, I, as the entrepreneur, the leader, the manager, have an opportunity to adjust and coach to the rationale. I have the opportunity to give that rationale more perspective. Yes, this takes time, but you never have to be involved anymore. So now I can say, okay, Jimmy, I totally understand. Did you call them? Did you talk to them about it? Did you inform them that there were no refunds and that's what they actually agreed to in the first place? Did you ask them what their issue was? Was it time? Was it content? Was it not what they wanted? Maybe you could have offered a credit. Did you consider doing that? Maybe you said, hey, if you go through this entire course in the next 30 days and give me a testimonial, of course I'll give it to you for free. Whatever it is, I just came up with, you know, five things off the top of my head. But now, whatever it is, you have a chance to coach them through a new way to think because now you've empowered them to give you a rationale and now you've given them other rationales. The answer is not telling them how to do it correctly because that means you are entrepreneur number B. You are the perpetual bottleneck because no one can do it better. You want it done your way. If it's your way, tell them it's your way and tell them that if they ever deviate from your way, they have to check in with you first. That's totally cool. That's an amazing way for really for entrepreneurs who want something done a certain way. You just say, hey, um, hey, Jimmy, here's a seven step process on how you'd like to work on something. I need you to follow these seven steps in sequential order and not deviate in any way whatsoever. If you are going to deviate, you need to stop and talk to me first. If you tell them that they know, they know exactly what to do. But for me, I just say, hey, Jimmy, Here's a seven-step process that I wrote. I think this is the, the, the approach that you should use. If you're going to deviate, go ahead, but just have a rationale. Just have a rationale because if I come knocking and ask you why you did something, maybe you probably did it significantly better than me. I just want to know so we can all get better. Whatever it is, you have a chance to coach them on a new way to think because now you have empowered them to give you a rationale. And a lot of times is, you know, uh, the, 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 we end up saying, well, I need to go write this person up for not doing it the right way. I'm going to go back to part of this text message exchange. And, uh, you know, this, this entrepreneur that I mentor tells me it's frustrating when I check in and an employee says, oh, so-and-so hasn't given me blah, 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 blah. So I couldn't actually do the job. And then something isn't done. So my previous approach has been to be kind and come up with a plan and then follow up with them over and over instead of writing them up and building bad will instead of goodwill where they think that they were written up unfairly if they feel like their excuse or their reason was legitimate. Again, that, that, was, that was a verbatim text I read to you. And he's totally spot on. He's saying, hey, they came up with a bogus excuse on, hey, so-and-so didn't get back to me, therefore I didn't do XYZ job. If that was their rationale, now he has an opportunity to coach a better rationale. He's like, hey, if you haven't heard back, here are the four ways I would do something because our job is to get this done in a certain way. 
um, what do you think? How would you handle it differently? You have a chance to coach the rationale. It's not about writing the person up. It's about coaching the rationale. Now, the reason I'm suggesting this to you is because I have bio-individually found a, that this is what works for me, and it keeps me in a stress-free state. It keeps my conversations with key employees in a stress-free state, and no one has to have a difficult conversation hanging out with me because it, every conversation becomes an easy, empowering conversation because it is not personal anymore. It's not about how Jimmy screwed up anymore. It becomes a professional conversation. It becomes a skill-building conversation. It becomes a capability-generating conversation that you can develop together. Because three things are at play. Number one, you get to understand how they think when they give you the rationale. Number two, you can actually coach them on how to think better. And number three, they will then coach themselves, their teams, and our clients in the same exact way. That is why I give them I empower them to give me a rationale because if they can't come up with their own rationale means they just found a hacky way out or the lazy way out and they will never tell you the lazy way out. The lazy way out is saying, oh, so-and-so never got back to me so I didn't follow up. That is the lazy way out. That is that is the 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 hacky way out. That's because we haven't given them the ability to have the better rationale or the bigger picture on saying, hey, how do I get this done, right? Remember, when you do this, it takes away the confrontation about doing good or doing bad work completely. It all comes out to a new rationale, a new skill, a new capability, a new perspective. And everyone likes that because it's not about Jimmy screwing up anymore. It is about giving them a better capability and a better skill because all I ask for is, hey, make whatever decision you want. Stick to the plan if you'd like. If you think there's a better way, go ahead and do the better way. But give me your rationale so that we can all learn from it or we can work on the new rationale together. Everyone likes that. Everyone likes it not being personal. Everyone likes that it's about building a new skill or a new capability. Everyone likes wanting to talk to you and not being reprimanded. And they always appreciated that you handled it with grace. That is a very simple way to think about how you can use the rationale-based approach to delegate without micromanaging and still get everything done in your business. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.